the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and your calls. Uh, give us a call. Be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. 866-308-8867. A stimulating Texas San Antonio summer I guess it's more than morning. Huh? Uh, it's okay. it. And Trace is up here on the porch with us. Trace, get on that microphone. Tell us what's going on here at the nursery. Well, I was looking at the uh, vegetable list, and it keeps growing. Oh, good. <laughs> like vegetables. Literally. Yeah. Uh, so uh, good selection of one-gallon tomatoes this week, and not so much in the four-and-a-halves. You had not brought in broccoli yet? Or cold, cold. I haven't yet. Uh, good. I'll... I think that's a good job. Although, um, <laughs> I'm going to bring one flat. Okay. <laughs> you couldn't resist. I couldn't so. resist, and somebody out there is going to want to start early. Yeah. Uh, that broccoli and uh, all those cold crops were tested uh, in, the, in the summer, in hot weather like this. And they'll, they'll produce, they'll live, they live through this hot weather like this. But the problem uh, problem is they'll uh, the the heads are going to be smaller, uh, even on the recommended varieties, than if you were if you were to wait another say a month. Well, then that theoretically mean they could get a whole other crop planted. Well, yeah, you could, <laughs> but you know you're looking at uh, broccoli from uh, sixty days. From transplant to harvest, so uh, I always try to try to get people to this uh, time it to come around Thanksgiving. September, yeah, that's what my article I think mentions. Next time is September, and then yeah, harvest for Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, but that but like you say, people want to plant. Whenever they plant the tomatoes and the broccoli at the same time, yep. Uh, uh, the the tomatoes will suffer in the spring in the spring when they do that, and in the fall, <laughs> the broccoli suffers a little bit. But like I said, they live through it. Well, if you, if you want it, I'm putting a challenge out there. I'm I'm thinking I may be one of the first to have uh, new fall crop tomatoes. Oh, uh, my 
um, BHN 968 saying Ruby uh, crushes. That doesn't count. Well, sure, it's a tomato. <laughs> I, I have to go with Calvin. It counts. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's. Uh, uh, it's part of uh, part of every. Uh, I just can't imagine having a fall. Well, a tomato garden without one or both of those two. Yeah. Their tastes are so wonderful, and they're so easy to grow. As, Which, I, as I was walking in, I was looking at the tomato uh, plants out there. They're not nice. They got two different sizes, and they got some in gallons, too. Yep, we got gallons, and the, again, the selection in gallons is getting better. Yeah, and I saw uh, I saw 968. You did? Yeah, oh, good, the, in the gallon? Uh, no, in the four in and a half. half inch. Oh, okay. And uh, tycoon, well, tycoon in both sizes. Yeah, yesterday they were uh, Ruby Crush. The BHM 968. There's, there's a few. Uh, there's more Ruby Crush than there are 968. Now, those uh, those are mostly tycoons over there, aren't mostly, they? Mostly, yeah. Yeah. They're going to be, uh, they're about uh, three and a half feet tall already. The, they're the, beautiful plants. Yeah, they're looking good. But uh, it'll be just, you, you won't miss a bet if you put one of those in. And they so, can, they can, just an FYI, that's like a fish story because they're really more like, Two foot, <laughs> two maybe two and a half. They they can they hold they they can hold too. In other now words, we may have we may have to get a ruler. Of course, it depends on how you measure too. Well, if you're measuring from the bottom of the pot, you might be pretty close. Yeah, did that that's part of the plant, aren't there roots down there? Okay, all right, I'll give you that. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking three three feet even above the pot there. We'll have to. It's a. We'll have to. I'll go over uh, the yardstick. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, go over there and put the I yardstick, will. and then you go. I, I found a, a quote in in my newsletter. I was reading through my newsletter, and I found a quote from uh, uh, Trace and uh, uh, Mr. Wessler, his his past boss. In the newsletter uh-huh. this week. Uh-oh. It's, it's on, uh, if you want to plant tomatoes, plant them now. But the quote is, <laughs> this was written by Rebecca Perry. Some experienced South Texas gardeners say they have had good results, that they have good results, claim good results when they're planting two transplants. Deeply in one hole. Have you ever heard of that? Me either. Huh. My dad told me that that establishes a great root system. Uh, said Jeanette, Jeanette Howell, Howard Crumpner, who has been growing tomatoes for about 70 years. Wow. So you don't fuss at them. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard of putting two tomato transplants in the same hole. That that goes against the uh, common sense of establishing a... And I'm sorry, have you been growing tomatoes for 70 years? Yeah. Huh? Uh, I think you might. <laughs> no, I'm not. What's that question? Well, I'm I've, pushing that, yeah. I remember George, George Wexler said a lot of uh, wise things and uh-huh. uh, was a... Uh, important character in our horticulture history uh the one thing i remember him telling me and, and jerry put him up to this jerry did uh, a, a lot of that jerry's an instigator yeah he i got called to this conference uh-oh 
he's going to introduce me to George Wexler when I <laughs> and and George it was you know friendly and everything. And then he says, Mister Finch. Don't ever promote anything in your article like you did last time without warning us that you're going to promote it. No. <laughs> I say that to you all the time, though. Yeah. I, I rarely... Don't like surprises. No. <laughs> well, it it, 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 it it makes the customers mad, uh, angry. And uh, just, just like if members didn't carry these tomatoes, and most nurseries around town carry these tomatoes, and we didn't have a good uh, person to uh, to uh, propagate them, to, to a good grower to propagate them. That's one of them. We, it, it, would, it would be useless, our information on the best varieties for this area would, well, not, would not be useful. And that's one of the differences between san antonio and a lot of other cities i think they're getting better oh but, yeah but uh no they're not getting oh better. but i mean uh <laughs> always struck me our colleagues even our very knowledgeable yeah, colleagues right. they're writing their columns and there were never there was never any re- relationship between the plants that were available there yeah. or any any kind of joint meetings where they well let's you know, let's look at this timing. Let's promote it this way so everybody can be successful. And, um, but that's, that's why the Texas Superstar program works because yeah, we're informed. Yeah, and that makes pe- uh, makes a consumer mad as hell. In other words, if we were talking about uh, can you say that? <laughs> sure, <laughs> mad as hell. <laughs> yeah, uh, if we were talking about tycoon tomato, no matter how good a tomato it was. Uh, yeah, if the nurseries didn't have a, have them available for people to buy, it's not always it would do no good. It's not always easy to do. Oh no, because you've got some like fall tomatoes where you have a pretty short window. It's dependent also dependent on the weather, right? And you got you know you got newspapers that require uh, this much notice, and you mm-hmm. got wholesalers that when the sun doesn't come out, they don't get. Re- so, so it uh, it's a constant effort uh, to accomplish that, where you've got promoting the right varieties, t- tested varieties, and having them available on the market. Oh yeah, it's not as easy as it would seem. And Mr. Wessler was a uh, <laughs> he'd buy them all. He he, he bought them all. Yeah, <laughs> he would. Uh, he was a master uh, uh, seller, marketer, and. Uh, I never forget. He told me one time. I uh, said, uh, "If you'll promote it, I'll have it. I'll, I'll buy it." And I and he said, "Well, what kind of fool would not stock the the plants that you're recommending if all I have to do is take the customer's money? You know, when they walk in and buy the plants, all I have to do is take the money, and they buy other things too." And this fall tomato thing uh, is relatively new, uh, 30 years, <laughs> 35 years, uh, to this era. And uh, I, I appreciate all the nurseries that carry fall tomatoes for the, for the people and pepper uh, because they're, they're so, such a short, short-lived item. 
in the nursery. Uh, Trace was talking about uh, get, when he got the gallon containers in that uh, what they grew a foot in in less than a week. It's about like that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I also appreciate the uh, uh, the uh, wholesale growers who who propagate them because. If Trace has got some that he has to get rid of because they're overgrown, you can pretty well bet that the grower, the commercial grower, is also having to dump some. And that's costing them money. So the the fall tomato deal is not uh, that lucrative, uh, not lucrative as spring anyway. But uh, it's a risky, risky situation when you have weather like this. Come in here and uh, slow the gardeners down. Uh, or, or if you have to plan for the cooler weather. Well, we... I guarantee you, as much as, much as we talk, there's not a lot of gardeners that are going to plant tomatoes in a, over 100-degree temperatures. Now, the, the real, the yeah, hardcore... I can't really imagine is. that. Well, part of, part of it is, though, too, Jerry, I, I mean... We were in the mood yesterday. We talked to the uh, Paul. You you go at the, Eagle. He, you go at the uh, men's Eagle. garden club on their fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, or, and we were talking about the why San Antonio was so successful with water conservation and this kind of joint marketing and and everything. And that and that was uh, uh, part of it. The commercial the no, commercial folks were willing to. Well, it's a lot of work for not much profit, uh, and, but they still do it because it's part of part of that overall package. You know, you keep you keep gardeners on the team when there's new and exciting yeah, things. Yeah. And when you've got, you, like you said, Jerry, there's not very many that do fall tomatoes, but that's another segment that we want part of the team, just like the the, the ones that water gardeners and uh, yeah it's so much easier to work with people than against them oh yeah that's right yeah absolutely and that i uh, just always took me i never understood that when you know when the, the, the water conservation efforts in other cities you know they're they're bracing for the fight you yeah know, it's all or nothing it doesn't, that <laughs> doesn't work it's going to be nothing the citizens aren't aren't going to uh uh Get on the team unless there's all there is a team. So, yeah. Anyhow, so, uh, when we first started uh, this cooperative effort, because Mr. Wessler was a big part of it, but uh, when we first started this thing, there were some nurseries in in town uh, in the area that said, <clears throat> "You're not you're not telling me what to sell." You know, uh, I, I, uh, even though we had tested the varieties and shown them to be the best for this area and everything, it, it was something about, uh, I don't know, dictating or, or, or and same way with the water. And it's, a, it's amazing with Jerry's personality that anything like that ever happened. You know, they, <laughs> Mr. Wester looked at his free advertising. Yeah, so, right, right. So uh, he, he was fair game on all that stuff. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I, th- I think this is Trace's quote. It's two, and two, uh, two transplants in the same home. Uh, 
I, you know, <laughs> even though I'd love to sell two plants for one, I, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know where that came from. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. If you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, call we'll us. Call us at 210 Or if your grandpa did it. Yeah, we want to know. We want to know a little bit more about it. 210-308-8867. What else, Trey? So maybe some broccoli. Uh, one flat. One flat of broccoli. Uh, a, little, a couple of the other cold-weather vegetables I couldn't resist either. So well, Okay. Somebody asked about spinach yesterday. That's too early. Way okay. Too early. That's what we said, too. Well, I didn't say it. I just listened to it. Okay. What else? Uh, okay. Why, is, why on the sh- on the sh- benches out there are the the uh, purslane not blooming? <clears throat> Well, they're a new crop. Yeah. And uh, so they... You water them. Yeah. You we, water them real often. We probably water them once a day. <laughs> yeah. When the, but the, the blooms the blooms were open yesterday. Uh, yeah. But there's not that many because it is a young crop. So... Uh, yeah. The blooms the blooms go away after they're watered. Uh, they, they don't go away. They just close. And I, I was looking at that yesterday as I was walking out. That's one of the issues too. They're better, better. The varieties are better now in terms of bloom length. Oh yeah. But uh, a lot of folks say, "Why in the heck do we use those? I've never <laughs> seen." They go to work and they bloom all all day while they're at work. Come home and they're they're nice for the neighbors. Doing. Yeah, <laughs> and for the uh, uh, hummingbirds and the uh, butterflies out there, they enjoy them. Yeah, I think that. That new one is called Sundial, or is that, am I getting that confused uh, there with Portulaca? There, there's a sun, Sundial Portulaca. Yeah, and that's supposed to stay open longer. Uh, but as far as to drought tolerant, there's a there's a, a Mexican purslane that we're going to be getting in this week. Is that uh, right? So it's, it's got a little bit different leaf, and the, the bloom is uh, is very vivid pink. All right, great. Uh, that'll be in hanging baskets. Well, in in terms of butterflies, uh, <laughs> Trace, I know we got still we got that uh, dwarf red porter weed, mm-hmm. and the other thing, the this now we've kind of gotten to the point in the year where the where the lantanas and the salvias kind of become more dominant in terms of uh, nectar sources for I, butterflies. I had a had a young lady in this morning looking for a food source for her caterpillars. Oh, they'd already eaten everything that she'd had oh, no. and, and hadn't crystallized. But she was wanting stuff that we don't, we won't have for a while, like dill. Oh, and, uh, were they black? Uh, yeah, they were. yeah. Well, tell her for the black swallowtails. <laughs> they'll wait. I mean, they'll be back. And uh, well, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace, stay with us. We got Jerry on the line. With a Sago Palm question, 210-308-8867. What's going on, Jerry? Hey, I've got this with? huge Sago Palm. It's planted in the front yard, and it gets sun constantly. And the fronds are all turning yellow. Okay. Is, there, is now, it turning up? It's a big Sago Palm. Yes. And the, and the fronds are turning yellow because of what? Is it in the ground? I don't know if it's too hot there for it. No, no. But is it in the ground or in a container? In the ground. It wasn't a, a container. It was in a, one of those molasses tubs, those black molasses tubs. Right. And it split the tub. Okay. And so 
we just put it in the ground. Okay. Did you? Uh, how ground. often? How often do you water it? I don't. You don't water it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, how 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 long how long has it been in the ground? Years. Oh, well, years. It's, it's been, been in the it's been in that pot, and it's been in the ground about a year. Okay. When it was in the pot, uh, it made a root ball. I mean, uh, it, it the root ball was confined right. to the pot. Uh huh. Then when you put it in the ground. When you planted it in the ground, you still got that root ball growing for a while. I don't know how long. But you've got mm-hmm. to water that root ball okay. when you water the plant. And if you, if you haven't been watering it at all, that root ball has dried out, I would think. Now, the, if it was a different kind of history, that, you know, the, you, Jerry asked the question, how are you watering? Because... Just the opposite can happen, right, too. Right, right. A lot of times when people water. transplant them, they water too much. Right. And the water doesn't drain because it's in the ground instead of a well-drained container. But I'm, I'm, I'm with Jerry. There's one right beside it that's in a pot. It hasn't been watered either, but it's bright <laughs> green and put out new fronds. And a, I thought with all that. Yeah. So, are you re- are you related to Milton? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she read my book called <laughs> How Not to Water. So there is one more thought, and I and I can never remember which minor element it is. But even though uh, a sago palm is not a real palm, it still wants the same minor element package as the as the palms, and it's molybdenum or manganese. 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 There we go. So that you think it'll live of, if I water it? Probably, but I would get a palm food, um, something that's, okay, that's uh, designed designed for palms because done. that that can oh, give she... that can give you a similar look to a sunburn uh, when the plant is uh, deficient in that oh, okay. element. And she's got some. So what what leaves yeah, are turning yellow? The all of them or just the ones on the bottom? Oh no, all the uh, the ones on the bottom are green, and the ones that are. Looking up to the sun has the yellow streaks all in the middle. Oh, that's like you say. That might be a minor uh, element. I'm, I'm going to vote. Well. I'm going to vote minor element deficiency, probably combined with uh, yeah. irrigation problem. Yeah, not enough. Not enough I, water I pressure to get it up. Before well, better the good watering at the base then. Okay. All right. How long will it take to show improvement? If you're right. It might take a while because yeah, they're uh, slow. Yeah, they're, but they're that, that root yeah, system. Those fronds that are yellow, they they won't green up again. No, did you, no. you did you did you uh, cut or disturb the root ball before you planted it? After you I took it out of that so. container, probably I, I don't not. Think so. No, I think we just stuck it in the ground. Yeah, I don't. I, it was they, really it, hard. It, after, after it was sticking them and carrying on a couple of times. Oh yeah, we we had but to what, use the tractor and the bucket to, yeah. get, to move it. But one okay. thing, one thing we'd like for you to do, if you do kill it, if it does go ahead and die, please call uh-huh. in. Because you'd be the first one in San Antonio to ever kill a sago palm. <laughs> you, you don't have oh. customers very well. <laughs> well, uh, Thank I'll you. be known for something. 
There, there you go. go. Milton's number one. Yeah. <laughs> you take care. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. We got to take a break. We're going to come back in just a second and talk to Wade right after this. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, and you can call us at 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. There's always something happening at Millburgers, and Saturday, August 17th is no exception because it's time for Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. You have stepped up to the plate every time we've asked you to, so we're asking you to again. Come on out and support Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive from 10 a.m. to 1.30. Last time we had a blood drive, we got over 100 units of blood. It was a record, so we encourage you to come on out and be a part of this one. Now, to support the blood drive, Millburgers will offer a $10 gift certificate to every person willing to donate whether you qualify or not, and they'll even give you two $10 gift certificates to the nursery for a dual donation. Plus, everybody that donates will be entered into a $200 certificate drawing, and there'll be two entries for dual donors. My suggestion, go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and register and get an appointment for yourself so you make it quicker. That's the Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive, Saturday, August 17th, 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. These days, even a presidential visit to the victims of mass shootings are not free of controversy. Politicians who would have attacked President Trump had he not gone to Dayton and El Paso attacked him because he did. Joe Biden, who wants to take his place and unravel the economy with higher taxes and more regulations, blamed the president for, quote, the carnage. Who did Biden blame for all the murders that occurred during his and Obama's administration? Who's responsible for the continuing shootings and murders in Baltimore and Chicago? The homeless in Los Angeles and the filthy streets in San Francisco, all run by Democrats. Things are only controversial because this president won't take criticism of himself lying down. If he stopped responding to critics today, his critics would not stop calling him names. That's because they want him out, either by impeachment, which won't happen, or defeat in the next election. That's their goal, and they will stop at nothing to achieve it. Believe that. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. A summertime And the living is easy and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer going to get to wait in just a second. As we talk to you about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, if it's bugging you, Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control can get rid of it. 
and get you a, a home that uh, that's uh, insect-free if you've got ants or termites, if you've got uh, roaches or rats, Spider-Man can help you. And uh, Spider-Man's not only going to come in and solve the immediate problem, but look what's causing it and, um, and see what he can do to uh, make sure it goes away and doesn't come back. So uh, if you want a spider, uh, if you want a pest control company that uh, you can uh, count on and that month after month after month, uh, and not just one month, and then in, and the insects are back. Give Spider-Man a call. Warren, Remy, and Spider-Man. Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpiderManPest.com. Hey, Wade, I'm told we lost you, so give us a call back ASAP. We'll put you right back on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Or give us a call with your questions. Um, We'd love to talk with you. All right. What else is going on, gentlemen? Uh, well, I was reading the, uh, the tomato article in uh, this week's uh, this month's, this month's yeah. newsletter. Yeah. Uh, Available at MillburgerNursery.com, or you can come in and pick yours up. Yeah. And on the, on the Internet, it's got that pretty bougainvillea picture on it. Yeah. So they can actually sign up for it on the Internet. Yep. And they can uh, have one mailed to them or have it emailed. I like the emailed version because it's in color. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty. Oh, they'll, they'll email it to you? Yeah. You mean email you a copy? Yeah. Oh, I thought you'd have to go look it up like Milton does. No, no, no. They'll yeah. email you a copy. Yeah. Every month you'll get an email that says, hey. All right. And you open it, and it's color, full color. Yep. Okay. That's a good deal. I, mean, I didn't understand that. Um, uh, this uh, tomato article, other than uh, planting two in the same hole, made a good po- uh, point that uh, we uh, sometimes overlook, especially in weather like this. Uh, it says, uh, water the planting area well before setting your transplant in, then water again after planting. You know, I've told you these these plants can tolerate uh, hot temperature. <laughs> these plants at Milburgers are sitting out on an open bench in the full sun. Yeah. So uh, and they don't they don't die. So as long as you keep them watered, give them some water at least once a day. Uh, they'll do well, but it's very important that you water the planting area uh, and get it wet. Get the get the soil moisture in the, in the in the mix. Or well, that's what the all the farmers do. They, yeah, yeah, the pre-irrigate. Yep, that's uh, that's where for years the the irrigation the uh, soils people couldn't figure out why that water. <laughs> Why that aquifer went down uh, early in the spring on a dry year, and why it it, it goes down in the, in the fall, uh, because farmers are pre-irrigating their field, and then when they plant, they irrigate the crops up. We when we plant our tomatoes in the field, we plant in a moist soil. And then follow it after the transplanting procedure, following with uh, a good water. And they never will. Well, we, in the field, using peat pots, by the way, 
uh, we'll we'll sometimes lose as high as two percent of all the plants we put in the go- in the garden in the peat pump. But that's water. That's water. That's mm. is that the spring or is that that's fall, fall to fall too. As long, as long as you put that water, as long as you pre-irrigate the field, and then follow it with the, uh, we we use fur irrigation. Out Is there. it drip, drip irrigation? No, 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 no. We use fur out uh, versus Oh, bot army. But uh, historically, we've been planting tomatoes out there for forty years, and uh, historically, we never never lose transplant. Now, what we when we will lose those pea pots is when we plant them out there, and uh, we get a heavy rain that washes the soil away from those pea pots, <laughs> and they wick, they they pull the water out of the plant and kill it, and kill it. We have lost them that way. It's but, ironic that you would think the main problem would be you know the drying out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it's not as simple as it sounds. No, no. Uh-uh. But uh, nice thing. Here comes as simple as it sounds. Mark. Uh-oh. A simpleton? <laughs> but anyway, uh, you won't have that drying out uh, we're talking about uh, with the four and a half inch that uh, it traces that. Well, Mark Peterson just walked up. We're going to give him a microphone and some headphones. And That's scary. Wait. We, uh, Trace, are we set for Thursday, 15th? Oh. <laughs> I, I know, I know. We never took it down. Oh, okay. What is this, a special? Yes, that's, that, that's, that's why you, I mean, you, yes, you sir. see me in my Sunday finest. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. You have to water, pre-water. <laughs> <laughs> he, he felt compelled to come all the way up here just, uh, to, just uh, to make you, you feel go. as though you uh, were correct. And they put a second... Uh, crop of corn in this year. Did it? As well as they should, because everything was flooded in the Midwest. So Right, yeah. Uh, so it's still going down. Oh, no. So our our usual July 4th is out of, uh, not in play uh, we this were, year. We went and checked. Well, yeah. not, not me. I had a suspicion. I said if I was a farmer and I had access to water, I'd put a second crop in because corn prices are going to go up. Yeah. So that hi everyone. Hey Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with you? Uh, uh, it's, that's why I had asked Trace, and uh, uh, okay. I assumed. But uh, this Thursday. Yeah, this Thursday. The fifteenth. The, the the landscape coupon program for fall will be activated. All right. So uh, and we have had people at twelve oh one Thursday morning or fifteenth. Which is Thursday. Yeah. Um, apply. Start applying. So, oh really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But uh, we're all, we, uh, Trace has everything ready to go. We have the plants. Oh, good. Uh, it is, it may sound a little strange at 103. Uh, I'm talking about fall planting. But um, as we get towards the end, you have, if you apply, you have until October, 20, uh, October 15th to get your planting in. Well, tell us again. Oh, okay. Or to, I'm sorry, to get you to redeem your plants. Okay. And then you have November. Oh, to get the plants to in. To get the plants in. Do you want to explain the coupon program? Yeah. Okay. If you if someone removes 200 square feet of lawn turf, okay, 
then and then they apply with us we apply we'll provide them with a $100 coupon to purchase a minimum of 15 plants Trace and I always like to go it's a minimum you can always purchase more <laughs> yes. it's a $100 coupon uh, and then they have certain time to, to get those plants into the ground. Now, when you say remove the grass, is it still fair game to do a uh, roundup and and kill the, kill the grass in that way? And is it? Why does he get me in trouble like this? I don't know. I don't know. That's because we we, we we want to get. <laughs> I I still clear. I still use roundup. Uh, I use it judiciously. Um, uh, so I'm not like spraying everything, you know, every well, day and, uh, and I use it according to the label. Yeah. And in, when it's 103 degrees, 104 degrees out there, you, uh, it's a little easier to use uh, roundup than it is to try to, somebody that's 70 years old, try to dig that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Um, I saw people as, yeah, we say you can dig it up, uh, smother it or, or spray it, um, I spray it and just plant in situ. That's and right. I mean, I just uh, I don't even remove the, the grass. Lip, lip I just some mulch. Jerry and I, I worked on that. I don't know how many years ago that was. Jerry, fifteen years ago, we did research, uh, putting ground covers into killed sod. Worked on every one. Oh yeah, you know. no, it's like everyone goes. Oh, we got to take the grass out. I'm like, no, 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 no. Now you will have to put the mulch on top to to. Um, help reduce uh, any kind of escape plants that come through to reduce that. But uh, anyway, so we say early in the year, it's it's uh, you may purchase your plants August 15th to October 15th. Okay. But as Trace has always reminded me, as yes. we get towards the end of the year, <laughs> the, uh, the your selection diminishes significantly. And there are certain ones you purchase, and certain ones are eligible. They, they, they're, they're eligible plants, and they have them all here at Millburgers. Okay. And then, well, with the exception of one or two, I'm guessing some of them are in the one gallons. Well, Trey, yeah, Trace, are we going to have a designated area again as usual? Yeah, he still is. He pulled it down. He's, he's a smart man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, this is not. You know, the first, I think, when Saws first did this, there was a lot of question about why they picked this plant. Or I want to pick this plant. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, there's always that. Yeah. There, there's always that. I, I get that. I get somebody that. complaining this morning, Skullcap's not on there. Yeah, and that's one I did not get. The, there, were, there was uh, a consensus. Much bloodshed was shed. Uh, a lot of fighting went, went on. Um, but those were the plants that were picked. Uh, Skullcap was one that I wanted, but I didn't get yeah. But uh, the, the list that you have is wonderful. I mean, there's yeah. a, it's, uh, it's the best almost list. everything yeah, we recommend. This is the best recommend. list I've had. Right. And, and we always say come December, we'll, we'll, we'll chit-chat. We'll, we'll chit-chat with um, Trace and some of the other. And so this is, this is, these are uh, both native plants and well-adapted uh, other plants, uh, and they're uh, very attractive plants. You can have in a very attractive landscape. You can do your butterfly garden, like we talk about yep, all the time. Yeah, butterfly. Yeah, uh, or you can do a manicure. And there, there's a some diagrams landscape. on y'all's website, isn't there? Possible layout. Uh, we've always had problems of, of transferring the computer software into these designs. So uh, there, there are ones that I put up occasionally. 
for the weekly newsletter, and people can look at those. And then if they ask, I have some of those traditional ones that I've handed out in the past, the handouts. Uh, real simple, 200 square feet and various geometric figures. With the it's relatively cost. easy to trace. One, one thing that hadn't been mentioned is if there's irrigation, that needs to be kept. That is correct. No irrigation. It's, irrigation. All, it's only by hand. Only water in by hand. Yeah. But it's uh, even re- relatively easy with the, the wide range of plants that are available using uh, plans from, like, Greg Grant's book mm-hmm. or, uh, plan, mm-hmm. or from Native uh, the Wasowski's book. The Wasowski's book, yeah. So oh. you, you can uh, get that kind of help and just you might have to replace one or two different varieties. And the staff here at Millburgers and I'm sure the other participating nurseries will help you figure out what could replace the plants and the so plants. I would say it's pretty easy. Short ones go in front, tall ones go in the back. <laughs> Sounds good. Use threes <laughs> or use odd numbers, preferably three, five, and seven. And then kind of leave it at that. And then oh, they, okay. they kind of look at me and go, what? <laughs> reds and, red, reds, I, pink, reds, pinks, and, and blues go together. Can those Orange who, and yellows go together. Can those who have horse herb that has disappeared now, can they... Get. Reintroduce horse herb? Unfortunately, it's not. No, 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 no. In the areas that yeah. they had horse herb, it's gone now. Yeah, it is dormant, sir. It's dormant it's, now. The, I try to be positive. So can it we can we list that uh, among our our plant uh, soil that needs to be uh, planted? Our, our oh, okay. Planting so, area. You know, I don't go out and look at everybody's plot. Oh, and I'm okay. sure there have been, they say they removed turf. Yeah. And it was either dirt or horse herb. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, I, I'm, you know. Okay. I, I think the best of people. Okay. Well, and You obviously don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the, uh, the idea is, you know, water conservation and, uh, and, and, and the, effective and the, landscape and environmentally appropriate, which yeah. uh, that would fit. Yeah. As that, we as we saw in Mark's testimony, and that's right. You know, I think when I, did I, I testify? kept that. I oh, one, I of, kept one that. of your arti- one of your uh, weekly. Uh, <laughs> how articles? You're on trial for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was this the horse herb trial? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, this is. Not, uh, <laughs> I come back from Michigan. Yeah. And the first thing I do is I have to attend a, a, a HOA. Where it was, it was either or. You either loved horse herb or you hated no. it. <laughs> I mean, there was no middle. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we get a few. We got a few listeners, but and I described yeah. that in it. Uh, <laughs> but it's gotten to be a, kind of a running joke, you know. The, and the horse herb is mostly just laughing at all of us because it doesn't matter what we do anyway. It's yeah. like, going to be in place yeah it's, it's, uh, some people were adamant it was it's new it's a new thing how did they get here it's an invasive pest i'm like uh, <laughs> as far as i know it's been here for the last fifteen thousand uh-huh. years so. <laughs> and well, what, just fifteen thousand yeah. <laughs> prior, prior to that last ice age yeah sure, so. <laughs> oh okay I kind of make that a kind of dividing line <laughs> what did the people that didn't like it what what did they say about it why? Why they, didn't they, they like it? Aesthetics. If what? Aesthetics. Oh, okay. They did. The, they want pure grass. Oh, okay. And at that point, I go. 
<laughs> well, uh, but I said, okay, if you want it, you're going to have to put extra input into your lines. Oh, yeah. yeah so you're going to be doing some core aeration, yeah. which is standard. But you're going to be applying herbicides all the time. Uh <laughs> Uh, mowing frequently. Well, you got, I mean, don't forget. I, I, I looked at these people, some of these people, and I went, oh, they take very long vacations. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They're <laughs> mowing, mowing, and mowing yeah. all the time. Well, well there's an issue of the shade, too. Correct. Yeah, her yeah. horse yeah. herb doesn't grow. Like my neighborhood, yeah, my neighborhood, you, uh, it's very difficult to have a pure lawn. The soil's so no, poor no, no. and the, so many shade trees. It's pure horse herb. Yeah. That's the purity. Yeah. Come and go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always uh, think you you need to link it with something uh, equally desirable, such as uh, rescue grass. Now that is an example. No. That's an example. <laughs> now, now we're going to the sustainable <laughs> land lawn. That's truly sustainable. All right, we're gonna take a break. Okay, we're gonna take a break and come back in a moment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight. 8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. If you want to, hang around, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, folks that are uh, worried about their lawns and give them, giving them a sane approach to what they well, can do. Well, also... Have, have we talked about uh, the collapse of the lakes? Have you received uh, phone calls on that? Trees dying on the Guadalupe. Oh, no, we haven't. Okay, we can, we can or don't have to. I don't know. Okay. All right, we'll be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolverde Road. There's always something happening at Millburgers, and Saturday, August 17th, is no exception because it's time for Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. You have stepped up to the plate every time we've asked you to, so we're asking you to again to come on out and support Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive from 10 a.m. to 1:30. Last time we had a blood drive, we got over a hundred units of blood. It was a record, so we encourage you to come on out and be a part of this one. Now, to support the Blood Drive, Millburgers will offer a $10 gift certificate to every person willing to donate, whether you qualify or not, and they'll even give you two $10 gift certificates to the nursery for a dual donation. Plus, everybody that donates will be entered into a $200 certificate drawing, and there'll be two entries for dual donors. My suggestion, go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and register and get an appointment for yourself so you make it quicker. That's the Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive, Saturday, August 17th, 10 a.m to 1.30 p.m. The Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com has a great deal available on tuition to one of San Antonio's premier Christian schools. Trinity Christian Academy is a Christ-centered school that teaches truth, cultivates Christian character, and academic excellence. And for a limited time, you can get a voucher for a year of tuition valued at $6,000 for only $4,000. But you need to act fast as this deal won't last long. Get the complete details at the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. Are you looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio? Then I recommend you go see the professionals at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Owned and operated by proud American veterans, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is dedicated to professionalism and your privacy. They order their coins and bullion direct from the trading floor, so you know you're getting the most up-to-date pricing possible when you buy. And when it's time to sell your gold or silver items, they pay top dollar. They also accept and 
and sell Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text the owners, Tony Arterburn and his wife, Melissa, today. Call 888-667-1836 or just go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Next Thursday, you will be caught in an extreme flash flood. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. Talk to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. Get started today at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, at 9.30 a.m., The Answer. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Quick one, talked about deck and patio care. If you go out, uh, if you if you've kind of uh, reluctantly go out on the deck because it doesn't look as good as you want or you don't want to have friends over to, to enjoy it because it's, uh, well, it's kind of black and faded and just doesn't look good. You know, uh, Barry Hagendorf can help you, and you'd be surprised how great a job he can do and how efficient he is and how affordable he is. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. Uh, Barry's been doing this since 1985, uh, loves this stuff. Uh, he's studied it, researched it, knows the sealants, knows the stains. Uh, he's not just getting something to the store. He's getting something that, that he has researched, and he's using that to help you, something that penetrates the wood, something that's going to make it look brand new and keep it looking great for a long, long time. So if you want to take a, a, another stab at that deck and get it looking new again, as Barry says, uh, go, to, go to his website, deckandpatiocare.com, and check it out, deckandpatiocare.com. Uh, and you'll see those before and after pictures, and you really will be kind of encouraged by it. Or 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147. Hey, uh, Mark is uh, still with us, but uh, James has a question. And, Mark, this may be one that you want to jump in on, too. Uh, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. I'm inside with the air conditioner on. Ah, who needs it? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you don't. Uh, <laughs> Sissy. Hey, uh, that uh, Millburgers uh, landscape mix that you recommend for trees. I'm sorry, did you say mix? Yeah, Millburgers landscape mix. Uh, I'm trying to remember. No, most of the research is plant in the original soil. Yeah, with a little cut it with some organic matter. Is he talking about the fertilizer? Yeah, yeah. So, which one are you talking about? Yeah, which one are you? Uh, James my, is it? My, my buddy went out and picked up a four or five sacks of a, of a landscape mix, and that's what he was told. And it uh, okay. It's speedy and it's got some fine bark in it. Looks like pretty good stuff. Uh, is that something that? Uh, you only—that's something you sell to the public, right? 
Oh, about talking about saws? No. 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 Bill Berger says they mix. It comes it, it, in a, a bag. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's called Landscape. Yeah, they, they, they've got a n- number of uh, mixes. Yeah. There's Landscaper's Pride, there's Millburgers, there's all kinds of mixes. But Mar- Mark is right. Generally, we, oh, well, I know Jerry and I don't uh, re- recommend that you, and Mark, yeah. don't, don't recommend that you replace the native soil with a, a mix on planting trees. Now, unless yeah, you're doing it over a whole wide area. Galvin, we've got 15-gallon uh, uh, oaks that we want to... Uh, move up to 15, 30 gallons. Okay? Oh, we need okay. some potting soil. Oh, so potting oh not, okay. yes. Yes. So, uh, which I always laugh, potting soil doesn't have any soil in it. But, um, uh, yes, that's a good one to use because you mentioned it had some pine bark in it. And I think uh, pine bark is superior to peat uh, if you're going to put it in a mix. Hmm. Well, Professor Whitcomb uses both, but, and sand, but uh, I, I like it. It uh, it seems to hold moisture and drain well, and it's yeah. pretty airy. Uh, you don't, you guys don't sell that in bulk, right? It just comes in bags. You're right. Yeah, we don't sell in bulk. Okay, and you don't have a pallet price. Yeah, it's it's really a question to call the nursery on because if they do want to do it. They can trace or whoever you know will get somebody to help you with that if they can. I, do, certainly, I don't know that we know. Have pallet, I don't. I don't want to. Well, yeah, it's be better okay. to call two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. Okay, Jerry. What about um, um, New Earth Valley mix? Would would that make a, for fifteens and thirties gallons pots? Would that make a pretty good mix? Yeah, I think so. The, nutri- the nutrients. Yeah, 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 as long as you add nutrients to it. What would you add to it? Okay. I, I'd add... Copious months. And what what did you say? You were uh, re- repotting oak trees? Yeah, I'm moving uh, a bunch of three-gallon uh, oaks up to 15, so I'll need, uh, a, you know, a truckload. So I guess I, it'd be better to go out to New Earth and get the uh, the valley mix because I think I can get it right. right out yeah, there. that's what we use in the greenhouse. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, we've had good luck with that mix. Uh, as far as nutrients are concerned, uh, I, you you always talk about Doctor Whitcomb and uh, he did the original research on. Uh, on uh, Osmocote and Micromax. Yes, he did. And that's that's what he's recommending. There you go. Uh, so, <laughs> micronutrients <laughs> and Osmocote, okay. There you go. Okay, uh, Jerry, I, uh, I ran a bunch of sour oranges through the hammer mill and came up with uh, quite a few seeds. Um, in the springtime, I uh, got them planted in Rootmaker sixties, uh, and they're about six inches tall. Oh, they they um, came up. Huh? Did you have good germination on them? You better believe it, brother. I had real good germination on them, a hundred percent. Yeah, sometimes you get two or three uh, 
seedlings out of the same seed. It was amazing. So uh, running them through the mill, uh, the just like five gallons of, of sour oranges, I ran them through the hammer mill and uh, collected the seed and floated it in the wheelbarrow with a bunch of water and finally got that pure seed out of it after a while of straining it out. But I had really good, good luck. And the uh, looks like we're going to have hundreds of, uh, of sour orange rootstocks to work with. That's a good one. All righty. So that's All nice. right. Thanks, James. The only exciting thing happening over here. Right. <laughs> you take All care. Right. Thanks for calling. Right, and bye uh, bye. And I, I know that quality organic products too. If you're on this side of town. Uh, as mixes and stuff that would probably oh, be yeah. good as well. So, all right, 210-308-8867. Well, gosh, uh, we uh, we got a couple minutes. You want to start or you want to wait until we get through with the news? No, uh, real quickly. Uh, okay. With the collapse of the dams on the Guadalupe River, uh, there's been a lot of phone calls uh, to me and other, other uh, agents, horticultural uh, extension agents. Um, a lot of the trees have been losing their leaves or turning brown. Cypress? Uh, cypress. Bald cypress has been flashing tremendously. And the only thing you do right now is uh, particularly with the lack of rain we have is water them once a week or twice a month and water them well and hold them over. Brown does not mean dead. Okay. It's dormant. Yeah. And we've had some other uh Phone calls to me and the and the gardening uh, for other plants. Um, all kinds of plants have been losing their leaves, um, and once again, this is an adaptation to drought. It does not mean that plant is dead. Good. Do not. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay, you just scared me. You know my voice. <laughs> I, I'm trying to keep it calm. Uh, do not water or overwater. Water extensively is what I was going to say. Okay. So, water a little bit. Keep it going. Remember, we never have water in July and August. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Thanks, Mark. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of the show and uh, tell us what's going on in your gardening world. We're going to take a quick break and come back in just a moment with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. And again, 210-308-8867. Also, the events you hear about, you'll find on MillBurgerNursery.com. Back in a moment on 930 AM. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, Mark. See you later, man. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, 866 8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. What else? What's got going on over there? I was looking at Calvin's article in yesterday's paper. He's got a cute little picture of a deer on there. Aww. Except they're not, yeah, they're not so cute when they're rubbing their antlers (laughs) on your uh, newly planted crepe myrtle or Texas red oak. And uh, the article mentioned that uh, it was the first year I've noticed. uh, 
them rubbing so much on uh, shrubs. Uh, oh, okay. Rather than, you know, and we always talk about protecting trees. And it is more important to protect the trees because they uh, they disrupt the vascular system, which may kill the tree, but it also may just uh, slow it down. Never grow, yeah, never get no. good growth rate. Whereas if it's an Esperanza or something, you just trim it up and it'll, the the uh, shrub will re- repair itself. But lots of uh, I'm sure if you do if you got deer and you drive around your neighborhood and you see these busted. Esperanzas and even the oh uh, Texas mountain laurels too, uh, mm. and for, you know Jerry, you mentioned the uh, there was lots of neighborhoods over in the no- northwest side that were preparing for a brush pickup, and I think that was part of it. Uh, people cleaning out areas and gave gave deers access to new yeah. new plants to rub on. Maybe you know. so. Yeah, lots of uh, te- Texas mountain laurels and. Uh, Small uh, red buds and things like yeah. that. And uh, Calvin mentions a uh, a lot of uh, among plants in my neighborhood that the deer won't eat. And uh, he ga- he gave uh, Forrest Appleton a lot of credit for mm-hmm. uh, Forrest was the one that came up with the. Uh, Deer res- reluctantly came up. Yeah, you said that. I remember you telling that story. <laughs> we we used to argue about it big time. Well, and it was fluid, and, fluid. and, it, and it would it would uh, it would change from neighborhood to neighborhood. Uh, that was the dilemma of the thing. And uh, and Forrest in in the op- on plantanswer.com under uh, pest. Resistant plants. Uh, There's the uh, best of best deer resistant uh, plant material. And the beginning of that, Forrest writes a little uh, essay on uh, that plants, that deer do more damage to plants than just eating them. Mm. They'll stomp them, and like, like you said in this article, they'll rub on them. Uh, and, and the interesting thing about it is that, uh, of course, that we we get upset when they damage our plants in our yard, our landscape plants. But that picture uh, on 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 page in section B, my essay yesterday, um, uh, the guy uh, there's a person showing. Uh, a man inspecting a pine tree damaged by a deer rubbing against it. And uh, the deer, <laughs> we're, we're concerned about the hurting our landscape plants, but the deer do thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of damage to the Christmas tree producers oh. Uh, oh, up wow. north. And uh, I, I, I never forget uh, uh, the, uh, the the guy from the men's garden club yesterday was talking about uh, how they they oh. participate yeah how they participate oh, in the science fair yeah and uh, I used to help judge that too and I never forget the guy that the guy that uh, we said was a winner of our division. Was a young man from the north, so I forget which state he was in. 
that uh, noticed one of these rubbed trees and uh, took it into the uh, forestry department or maybe the extension office and asked them what caused this. Yeah. He didn't know what caused it. And they told him about the deer rubbing their antlers on there and everything else. And uh, from that beginning of knowing nothing, this young man, I guess he's in high school, this young man uh, went out and learned to identify tree, tree species and did an evaluation on the ones that they liked most. And uh, he found that some some tree species they didn't rub on. That's interesting. And he he got a I think he got a grant from the Christmas tree growers, who now plant that particular those particular species around their uh, that the, that the deer like yeah that that they, they like to rub on around the uh, Christmas tree uh, stand. Well, I'm confused. Now, they're planning the ones they don't like to rub on no, or the ones they do like to rub on? The uh, ones they do so yeah. that it'll distract them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, kind of a trap crop. The rubbing, yeah, the rubbing is a short season, destructive but not very long. Yeah. And it's uh, sometimes it's almost impossible to just to figure out what they're going to rub on. Um, Jerry, in the um, one point uh, that we want to make, too, is the... Uh, Oh, planting uh, new plants, even when they're they're deer resistant oh, plants yeah. in a land in a landscape. You got deer. I, I the debate between whether they're ornery or they're curious. Mm-hmm. Even even plant like uh, we talked about these uh, lantanas and salvias. Uh, you plant those, even though the deer don't like them. Yeah, but a little tense. They're young plants and that yeah. conversation with plant. two different people yesterday. One where they were pulling the plant out, and one huh. where they were eating the blooms. <laughs> yeah. Really? They do both. <laughs> and so, uh, liquid fence, I, 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 in the article I mentioned that, yeah. I, that I recommend that it's once a week for three weeks. I think forest is uh, like three months. Yeah, right. Uh, three months would be my suggestion. And, uh, and I don't know if you've ever sprayed any of those, but uh, I Must Garden is the one I like the best because uh, they mask it with something that doesn't smell so bad to us. Oh, what's it called? Uh, I Must Garden. I Must yeah. Garden? IMG. I Must Garden. Okay. And, uh, so they take the same stinky stuff and they mask one of them with a spice scent and one with a mint scent. So, <laughs> so that when we smell it, it's not as potent. There's a liquid fish. Right. Yeah, because that is the uh, the liquid fence in your uh, yeah. shed or dry, uh, garage. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not long before you notice that it's, it's in there. It's very very likely to. Then uh, y'all used to sell uh, different urines. I, I have some in there. It's a kaidu urine. You still uh, have some? Yeah, I've I've got it in a shaker can. Uh, we used to carry it in a tea bag, uh, but since it's done away with that, and so we do have oh. it in a shaker can. Well, we we of coyote, yeah, yeah. We know that liquid fence works, and this other one is I. I must garden. I so must. It's, it's the same as liquid fence, but they they don't. It doesn't smell as bad. Uh, to so us. They, they disguise that's, it a little better. That's okay. a good deal. Yeah. yeah. Spe- spell that again. I'm not quite understanding what. There's three words. I must must garden. M U S T. Yeah, must garden. Okay. Yeah, I must garden. 
And two two different flavors, huh? Right. So that way you can, you know, a lot of times you should rotate. You shouldn't just use one thing. You want to uh, alternate so they don't get used to something. Hmm. So that's why they created two different ones. Hmm. Uh, so that when you do rotate, you can stay within yeah. their product. Well, in most cases, they work pretty well as long as you're conscientious. Yeah. And, of course, if it's a plant they don't want to eat anyway, you just give, <laughs> you get the plants settled in and they've well, lost their curiosity and the, usually you're you, safe. You have to look at it this way, too. All these plants are pumped you know, from the yeah. growing operation. They're, they're, f- they're fertigated. They've been uh, pampered. No a good way yeah. to put it, their entire life. So, you know, a lot of times these plants just have to harden off to the real-world situation yeah, yeah, that tends for the taste, to, for the taste to, to change. Yeah, their chemistry's been diluted for sure. Cool. <laughs> I must garden. I yes. must garden. I never heard of that. That's good, Trey. Right. Thank you. And uh, I, I, I always wanted to interview the guy that collected that uh, urine. urine. Yeah, yeah coyote urine. <laughs> but Milton never would get him on that. No, he was he. Very, very secretive. <laughs> if the coyotes find out who he is, they're not going to go near him. So, he, it, have you uh, ever have you ever seen it or used it, coyote urine? Uh, no, I. I uh, it's I in a, a liquid form. It's a, it's in a powder or a granule. Oh, it's it in a looks powder. Like a big salt container. Oh, okay. Um, I had Charles try the one that was in the tea bags. Okay. And he said it didn't help so much, but uh, <laughs> you just got to stay on top of it. Okay. But uh, anyway, that uh, rubbing is it can be a problem. Now we've got uh, plant answers. We've got articles, uh, pretty elaborate articles, I think, on uh, if you want to uh, construct protection for your your trees. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah. lots lots of discussion too. Well, so we, we we've been. What's been real popular with us is we have a little, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a plastic cage that just hooks right around the tree. Uh, cage? So, well, I'll bring one and show it to you. Yeah, so, that'd be cool. Well, at the same time, I go get the yardstick. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you put it around a younger tree, and when they go to rub on it, it spins, and so they can't really do damage to the tree. Oh, the, oh for wow. the rubbing of the deer. Yep. That'd be cool. Sounds good. Yeah, because that, that's quite a quite an operation to get one to uh, that works without uh, having an eyesore in your in your yard. Well, this is this is black, but I imagine you could paint it uh, a brown to match the tree. Oh, that's a good idea. Cool. And, and sometimes sometimes you need them protected for it'll four get, or five years. They so. get real bark yeah. at least. All right, I'll go do that. Oh, okay, cool. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. One one sentence that Calvin put in this article that uh, caught my attention said, uh, if you are blessed with a resident population of exotic deer, axis, axis deer, such as Farrell's Ranch, that's right, in addition to native white-tailed deer, it's even it's even worse. Oh yeah, they're because uh, uh, those. Uh, I think I I don't know if we added that to our deer-proof list or not, but those axes will eat anything, eat uh, some things that a, a white-tail won't. Yeah, they kind of shocked me. We did the, the last uh, butterfly hummingbird garden 
raffle we did. We was Uh-oh. out there at Fair Oaks Ranch. And uh, we, luckily we were rem- reminded by the, <laughs> I mean, the Axis deer are so, so bold. No, and they, yeah. yeah and, they, and, you know, we were assembling the plants and everything. And then, then we kind of sunk in that. Those things are not going to be there. They're, you know, the deer are waiting and yeah. <laughs> to get access to those plants. So we uh, got them inside a fenced area. Um, but yeah, they'll eat. They yeah, seem to eat anything, and they're and they're uh, pushy. Yeah, pretty aggressive. But the good news, you know, the good news about Axis deer, Melton. Tastes no, good. there's no season on. Oh, oh, no season on, and the meat tastes like beef. Hmm. Good, really? good meat. How weird! On uh, better meat than uh, white tail. Huh? I had a uh, listener or a reader respond to. Uh, I I don't know if he was joking or not. I was joking about <laughs> you know if you're blessed. Yeah. Being oh. facetious. Trace is showing you the uh, uh, three feet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's measuring the tomato. Yeah. And. Uh, he says, uh, "Don't, don't, don't uh, associate Axis deer with being blessed." <laughs> so, I said, "I well, I agreed with him that uh, deer are pretty challenging for the landscape." Yeah, those axes are poor. So pretty though, they're really got white spots on white spot. That's a good. That's a big deal. That's, that's a good. neat thing. So what is it? He's got the uh, item up here. And so yeah, is it enough? Let's see. It looks like a piece of fencing simple. that is in the shape of a C. Uh, maybe. Only 10 bucks? It's pliable. So you, know, you take yeah. the trunk. Yeah. There you, you, go. Zip, you can zip tie it if you want. Uh, if it's a bigger tree, you can put two together. And is there different sizes, Trace? Uh, they make it in different sizes, although this one made the most sense. Uh, they call it deer and rabbit. Um <laughs> So I figure there's no tall rabbits. So <laughs> I decided to go the four foot one to do both. There you go. That's smart. You know, and that's I, only ten bucks. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. worth. That's worth protecting your tree with. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't remember if it got in the article or not. But I was. I was trying to remember when I've ever seen a deer rub on a hackberry. Did they? Well, did they, they rub on hackberry? They get real bark. Quick, so um, yeah, and they got so many much damage. Got so many branches coming out all, yeah. all the way down. So I, I was wondering about, about that, and that, especially when I saw the Texas mountain laurels in my neighborhood get getting hit. And uh, they're slow to recover. Yeah, Texas mountain laurel. But I've seen them rub on uh, uh, well at, at Forrest's place. They rubbed on. Uh, on um, Texas red oak, uh, lilac, Texas lilac, or Vip- oh, Vitex. Vitex. Huh? I wouldn't think they'd like the smell. Hey, you know your Vitex are starting to bl- or, uh, bloom again. Bloom again, yeah. yeah. Hey, staying on deer, uh, Bill is on the line with an answer for our deer issues. Uh-oh. 210-308-8867. It's not going to be a so naughty, gonna... naughty word, is it? I don't know. Oh, What's going no. on, Bill? Welcome to the show. Well, good. No, it's not a naughty word, and it is hilarious to watch it work. It's a product called a scarecrow, and now there's a couple other products out there also that you hook to your hose. You turn on the hose, it's battery-operated, it senses motion. And when it senses motion or heat, I think, too, 
it turns this oscillating sprinkler, one of the ones that goes dit, 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 and sprays. Well, I'll, let, I'll, have you, I'll have you know we used those uh, 20 years ago, and uh, <laughs> and uh, in my neighborhood it worked for about five days, and then the deer got used to it. And <laughs> well, the, pro- the problem is you have, to, you have to leave it hooked up to the hose. Right. I, I've, I heard, I've heard situations where they actually will go trigger it so they could get a drink of water. Uh-oh. <laughs> Y'all used to sell them. Yes, we did. I, I yeah, and I, I've seen them play as a, like a game. Yeah. Well, now, now, let Bill tell his experience. What's that, Bill? I'm telling you, for a year, I've got a whole family that lives right next door to me. We've gone through I don't know how many fawns, how many white in the Whitedale family. I live out Sally Road. And I want to tell you, they don't come within 50 feet of the back patio, period. And you can see the line, and the proof is, I can walk out of my yard 50 feet out, you can see all the scat, and inside of 50 feet, there is no, no <laughs> And it's yeah, been, for over, been for over a year. So it's pretty good. Maybe they work pretty, <laughs> They work pretty well, uh... When we tried them, yeah, uh, I, I don't want to say anything about Aggies or anything, but when, when For, Forrest Appleton first got a, got a scarecrow, yeah, and the deer yeah. were in his front yard, yeah, so he put it up by oh. the sidewalk. Oh no, which worked for the deer, and it probably worked. Got for the mailman, the, yeah, <laughs> neighbors. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, and it's, and it's, did some people? Some people put them out by the road. Oh, uh, when true. a car when a car comes by, they get a car wash. Oh, yeah, that's silly. So you got to wash the way you point them. Now, are you are you in an area where the Jerry mentioned the having to leave the water running? And are you in an area where the drought restrictions would be an issue or not? No, this only squirts for three seconds. It goes on and squirts for three seconds and stops. It doesn't continue to spray. It goes right. for three seconds, stops, and then it rearms itself after seven seconds, and then does it again. And it, I think it's the sound that scares me. Yeah, I don't know. but yeah, uh, it makes a it but, makes a big hissing sound when it goes up. Well, oh, it just makes the sound of the, the oscillating sprinkler going. That clickety clickety clickety. You know, and, and that's what, I, I don't know, but it's funny, you watch them walk up to it, and that, that thing will go off, and they take off like they've been shot. And I mean, <laughs> it's it is absolutely hilarious watching them. And yeah. and then they they don't come back. Uh, it, 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 it goes on, and I, I have a problem with armadillos. The armadillos are so stupid that that doesn't even take sense. <laughs> but raccoons, it does wonders on raccoons, too. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they amble across. You've seen how a raccoon walks, kind of blah, 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 blah. Well, that thing goes off, and they just take off like they've been <laughs> <laughs> And it doesn't well, hurt well, them. The first, first time I saw it was out at uh, Water Garden Gyms. Yeah. Uh, they sell them out there. Oh, and for birds? For, for those uh, herons. Yeah, that makes sense. Fish-eating birds. Yes, I can and, see that. And uh, that, that works for them. Yeah. I, I was out there reading that one time, just 
just casually reading stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I saw deer on there. Yeah. He said deer and rabbits. And so I said, we're going to try this. And that's when I first got the the one, first one I tested. Yeah, and, uh, you're mean. you're right there. We we put them by uh, in Hollywood Park. We put them by a trail the deer had made. Yeah. And uh, put the sprinkler out there. Uh, put that deal out there, and uh, that trail healed over. In other words, uh, oh my gosh, the wow. grass yeah. grew, grew back yeah. into that trail. The deer didn't yeah. didn't come anymore. Hmm. See, I tried. I tried all that smell stuff and coyote urine. I bought everything because we couldn't no. keep flowers. <laughs> you just couldn't keep anything. You know, they just eat everything, and uh, yeah. Yeah, now, liquid this. liquid fence will work. Well, or I what is it? I have to garden. Uh, I must. I must garden. I must garden. <laughs> Most of the time, I'll go home. <laughs> you know, because when you put it right around your patio, I don't care if it's mint smell or anything else, it still stinks. You know. <laughs> yeah. hmm. so, these it smell like mint. No, it still stinks. It just—it's not as bad. It's a oh, pleasant oh, oh, stink. Okay. Well, cool. Right. Thanks, Bill. Well, very good. Very good. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay. No, that's great. All right. We got to take a break while we do. Give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming right up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We'll take your calls at 210-308-8867. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. What it- Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Millburgers. And Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Millburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11. And it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids. So you can guess it's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost. But we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210-497-497. 3760. Also that day from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free screenings for you. Free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay. And this one is for kids and adults. So be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the Lions Club and help them achieve their mission. For more information on both these events, go to MillburgerNursery.com MillburgerNursery.com The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amber in trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonial is based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI US Mulo. 52 weeks by UPC. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton, and I want to talk to you about something I haven't liked to talk about until now, my menopause. All my life, I've had energy, energy to win gold in 84. But when menopause hit me with the hot flashes and night sweats, I began to feel sluggish every day. That all changed when I discovered Amberin. Amberin safely relieves 12 menopause symptoms by helping to restore your hormonal balance. Amberin is 100% drug-free, estrogen-free, and clinically tested. Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. Thanks to Amberin, my fear of hot flashes is gone. My sheets aren't soaked every night, and my energy is back. Give Amberin a try and see what it can do for you. It works. It really works. 
Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine retailers nationwide and get Amber in today. Your life is an important one. Here at 930 AM, The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world as truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword story. It was the summer of 1960 when, as a young girl, I rode the Rocket, that wooden roller coaster at Playland Park. Remember? It was off-Broadway across from the Buttercrust Bakery. You know, we took field trips to that bakery. I've never forgotten the sick feeling I had in the pit of my stomach when I rode that coaster. Gosh, it's been almost 60 years. Do you ever get that sick feeling in your stomach when there's a market drop? Will you have time to recover from the loss before you retire? The ups and downs of the stock market roller coaster could cost you thousands. I'm Robin Hoppus with Big State Financial. Let us show you how to protect and grow your retirement savings no matter what the market does. Call today, 210-373-6000, and let us help you ensure a comfortable retirement. Here's that number again. Write it down and call me, 210-373-6000, or go to my website. It's the name of my company, BigStateFinancial.com. That's BigStateFinancial.com. It's the little old lady from Pasadena. Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I'm kind of disappointed in our listener. Why? They didn't read Calvin's article about the plants that are deer resistant and call in and give him hell about one of those. <laughs> well, <laughs> because in some neighborhoods <laughs> they I, eat them, yeah. and in some neighborhoods they don't. Well, we've had conversations where... The listener will call in and say that it's, you know, you'll say it's deer resistant, and Calvin will say it's not deer resistant in his neighborhood, <laughs> and somebody else will say it is or is. And yeah. yeah it's, uh, well, and it can change even yeah. in a neighborhood. You know, if you, uh, of course, when there, when we had the, those droughts, 2011 and before, then then they were eating yeah. a lot more. Now that in my neighborhood where we they planting Pride of Barbados and Firebush, uh, and they aren't getting eaten, which yeah. seemed to me. I, I remember <laughs> in the old days that I planted them and they did get eaten. Yeah, well, I, I noticed you mentioned a standard pittosporum. Yeah. Rather, the, they'll eat the dwarf, 
But they won't eat the standard, right? Yeah, in my neighborhood at least. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, standards. Well, not a lot. I mean, four or five standards out there that they, they seem to ignore. But there, there's no no dwarfs to be found. Um, Calvin, in his This Week in the Garden, I mentioned uh, the fact to uh, the deal to control fire ants. Uh, a lot of times if... Uh, Fire ants are set up, uh, set up mounds or, or habitat in your loose garden mix, and uh, you you've abandoned your garden for a couple of months or whatever. You you need to check it for fire. Ants. Yeah, and containers. Yeah, and containers. They love containers. Yeah, well drained. Well, especially since you're watering it, you know you're watering them and it's cool and it's easy to dig in. And uh, he talks about uh, s- some products uh, such as with spinosad as active ingredient or label for use. Uh, that's mainly as mound treatments, too. I don't know if they have a spinosad bait or not. I don't know either, but, but I, know, I know they. Uh, you can apply it to the, the, uh, the products within the garden if they got spinosad as a... Well, some, if it's on the label, too. You know. Yeah. But, uh, uh, the uh, what, what trouble I've had in, uh, in the garden there, especially after uh, when it's dry and you can't see the main mound, is that they're scattered in there, in that mulch. You know, you use a lot of organic material, and they're scattered in that mulch. So you can't find the main mound. Well, I don't know why you don't do what I do to find it. I just sit down and start weeding or put my <laughs> lean on my hand, and the next thing I know, I got an armful of fire ants. You well, used to do that in the TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, don't forget about the baits. You know, the uh, famous uh, Texas A&M two-step technique they did that 20 years ago, too. But whether where they use uh, baits on the one that can't see, that attracts them, and then they use the mound treatments like yeah. you like yeah, you did. In the middle of, there, there's a little less enthusiasm for that now, um, because of their uh, their deba- debating thinking about the uh, native ants. How are they affected by the baits? I guess that's why the, uh, the enthusiasm has gone. <laughs> He, as Jerry continues to be sensitive to the, uh, <laughs> yeah, na- <laughs> them native ads better not bother my bait. That's all I got to say. Just put up a little sign. <laughs> hey, native ants. Actually, the bait, make work if you're patient. I mean, if you got to, to two weeks, the bait works really well. Yeah, but if they're all mixed in with that mulch, I couldn't, I couldn't find them. I mean, I, I use so much organic material in there. I couldn't find them. Ah. I couldn't find the main mound. Now, if the main mound's in your grass or something, you see the mound. Uh, less, uh, less so in dry weather like we're having now. But uh, I'm a believer in those baits. Yeah, you mean the people are not using baits because of the native ants? Well, I think there's a there's a discussion <laughs> about about you know what. It's it's a lot like the discussion about the 
the butterflies and general pesticide applications. Oh, too. okay. So you gotta you gotta make some tough tough decisions. Um, as far as ants are concerned, I don't. <laughs> well, you you, you, don't, you don't have the same sympathy for ants that you do for uh, English sparrows and cockroaches. Uh, no, those uh, those ants hurt me. The cockroaches don't. <laughs> they, uh, but but you can you can find out if you got fire ants in your in your uh, garden, and I just just put out a piece of meat or. Like Calvin said, sit out there for a while. Or go barefooted into the garden. Or, or they, they get in a compost pile. Yeah, if Those you, baits are the best best remedy. Yeah, or if you do a little hand watering, quite often you'll, oh, find, yeah. you'll find them. Especially easy easy in containers when you do some hand watering. But they, um, ne- they need to be dealt with before you plant your fall garden. Uh, and they'll they're, they're if you got okra, they're probably on the okra. And some of you don't know well. How do you know the difference between a imported fire ant and a native fire ant? Do you know that, man? No, I do not. You let them get on your hands. Yeah. Or the back of the hand is better. And let them crawl around on the back of your hand. And then, if they hadn't eaten your fingers off in in five minutes, uh, they're probably not the imported fire ants. Oh, I think I think native fire ants sting too, don't they? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, there's lots of now. Leaf cutter ants don't sting. No, even those little crazy ants. Yeah, do they really? They'll they'll bite. Yeah, they'll Hmm. they'll bite you. I've uh, had them get on me. I never have been bitten by a crazy ant. Really? Well, no. They've heard time, your stories. They ain't crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't all crazy. Yeah. Next time you come over my place, you can. The, the fire ants told them about you. But the bad thing about those crazy ants uh, is that, uh, hey, I thought Spider Man was supposed to call us today. Yeah, he's he's busy. So we'll, we'll, we'll track you down, Spider Man. Yeah, we will. <laughs> But uh, the, the baits and the stuff doesn't kill a spider of crazy, crazy ants. No, you know what does work, though, that I'm always fascinated by that. Uh, we talked about it before, the the, the product uh, taro. You know, it's just a little. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Drop. Yeah. Yeah. That you use on the house plant. Yeah. I, I mean, indoors. It's uh uh, I'm trying to think of the active ingredient in their uh, borax. Yeah, it's just a simple little thing. It works pretty well. It takes a, takes a little, it's like a bait, but it takes a little time. But you you put the little drop on a piece of cardboard, and you just put it yeah. their the pathway of a, every <laughs> few feet. And uh, before long, they're... I'm surprised around. how quickly they find it. They even line up around the dock. Yeah, and this is another one of those uh, products... Like I, the cut vine and stump killer always yeah. fascinates me because it's a, so effective and inexpensive. And mm-hmm. that taro is the same thing. I don't can't remember what it is, like five bucks or something. For yeah, that's sold all over the yeah. United States, too. That's I mean, it's widely used. Great, great little product. And we haven't mentioned the birds this week. The uh, My dog... 
my little uh, miniature schnauzer is drinking more water Uh-oh. now that it's hot. Which means the birds are getting less? The birds, uh, if you think your pets or wildlife don't need water, oh, okay. watch what your dogs are doing. Yeah. We had somebody respond on the uh, with a text message to us, Jerry. All fire ants sting. That's why they call them that. Uh. <laughs> that sounds like something Jerry would say. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for uh, another knowledgeable assistance. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was just hoping that the uh, the Texas native uh, fire didn't didn't sting and would make me feel bad about putting all those no. baits out. But if that's not the case, you don't hell feel bad. With them. I don't. I can't tell them apart if they all sting. Hey, let's take a quick break while we do. You give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. There's always something happening at Millburgers, and Saturday, August 17th is no exception because it's time for Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. You have stepped up to the plate every time we've asked you to, so we're asking you to again to come on out and support Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive from 10 a.m. to 1.30. Last time we had a blood drive, we got over 100 units of blood. It was a record, so we encourage you to come on out and be a part of this one. Now, to support the blood drive, Millburgers will offer a $10 gift certificate to every person willing to donate whether you qualify or not, and they'll even give you two $10 gift certificates to the nursery for a dual donation. Plus, everybody that donates will be entered into a $200 certificate drawing, and there'll be two entries for dual donors. My suggestion, go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and register and get an appointment for yourself so you make it quicker. That's the Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive, Saturday, August 17th, 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's only two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Visit us at lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. These days, even a presidential visit to the victims of mass shootings are not free of controversy. Politicians who would have attacked President Trump had he not gone to Dayton and El Paso attacked him because he did. Joe Biden, who wants to take his place and unravel the economy with higher taxes and more regulations, blamed the president for, quote, the carnage. Who did Biden blame for all the murders that occurred during his and Obama's administration? Who's responsible for the continuing shootings and murders in Baltimore and Chicago? The homeless in Los Angeles and the filthy streets in San Francisco, all run by Democrats. Things are only controversial because this president won't take criticism of himself lying down. If he stopped responding to critics today, his critics would not stop calling him names. That's because they want him out, either by impeachment, which won't happen, or defeat in the next election. 
That's their goal, and they will stop at nothing to achieve it. Believe that. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love, However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. I went everybody's head about the bird. Bird, bird, bird. And welcome back to Mill Burgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, what's the word? Bad. Bird. Bird. Oh, bird. Bird is, bird is the word. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Hey, let me take a second to talk to you about some of the items that are on sale here at the nursery. Uh, get all my, go to millburgernursery.com, and uh, we've got uh, fall tomatoes are in. We've talked about those. Uh, they're uh, for sale, not on sale, uh, but the prices are still good. Caladium bulbs, while supplies last. These are mammoth specimen caladium bulbs, fancy Ooh. leaf for shape and strap leaf for sun or for shade. Uh, and strap leaf for sun. Um, now just two fifty. So what kind uh, of? I would tell people. Yeah. If they buy them and they want to plant them out now, even though strap leaf has been tested in the sun. Yeah. Shade. S- stick with at least afternoon shade. How big are mammoth specimens? Oh, the big. Uh, are these the ones I see at people's homes that have these huge leaves right, that are... Oh, right. cool. That's no, kind of no. neat. And colorful. Yeah, but you're talking about the bulb. Oh, oh no. Are the mammoth specimens, not, the, the, not, the, not the top. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bougainvilleas on sale while supplies last. This is uh, all sizes and colors. Hanging baskets, 15-gallon specimen shrubs, and uh, every size in between are now all 50% off. In front of us, uh, we have the uh, one-gallon containers of perennials on sale for 40% off. Uh, regularly, $6.99, now $4.18 or 5 or more for $20. Uh, so you're, you save the more you buy. Uh, Mexican Bird of Paradise still looks great all around town. And the 8-inch pot, regularly $19.99, now on sale for $12.88. 
1488 for the 12-inch ready-to-display Durantas. I see those, and they've got some pretty ones here. Yeah, they're blooming nice. Yeah, 1488. And then is that the one where they'll kind of get a second thing of the uh, the fall berries? Yeah, you get oh, the yeah, berries. Oh, yeah, they get the berries. And they're a favorite. Uh, the monarchs are going to be coming soon, and the monarchs love them in the oh, fall. Oh, okay. Along with the other butterflies. That's good to know. Uh, two of the things that Jerry mentioned yesterday for yellow uh, that they found uh, near the Laredo area growing without any care and love but were blooming great were Gold Star Esperanza. Uh, they have that in the uh, 12-inch pot, ready-to-display pot, now for just fourteen eighty-eight, And Theralis uh, on sale again in the 3-gallon for just fourteen eighty-eight. So lots of great things on sale. You know, Gold Star Esperanza is a San Antonio native. Oh, I thought they found it in Laredo. No. Oh. Uh, well, they have Esperanzas in Laredo. Oh, okay. The, so Gold Star. The original Esperanzas that we used to have on the market. Yeah. The ones that bloom mainly in the fall. Yeah. Uh, was out of Laredo. Oh, okay. So Gold Star. Why is Gold Star? Uh, Gold, Gold, it's, a, it's a San Antonio native uh, found within uh, Loop 1604. Oh, who found it? Greg. Cool. Greg Graham. Like on somebody, he found it over at uh, off of uh, off of Highway ninety. Yeah, uh, over there by General McMullen, where General McMullen crosses Highway ninety, hmm. and uh, saw it in somebody's backyard. Yeah. Well, I'm scared was, of the rest of the story. I, I went to see it. <laughs> I went to see it and get Greg's picture by it. And uh, it was actually across the street from uh, from the ba- from the front yard. Okay. But you could see it from the highway. Oh wow! And uh, the way Reed and Greg stopped in to uh, get a, get some cuttings, and uh, was that uh, he thought it were artificial flowers because they had flowers all summer long, and that's where. Gold Star Esperanza came from over there, General McMullen and Highway 90. We got a, f- a few questions to answer now. Phyllis is on the line at 210 308 8867. Hi, Phyllis. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? Thank you. I live in Fair Oaks and I have about 60 roses. They're all hybrid teas and they're all blooming now because I, I feed them rose glow and I give them, from time to time, I give them. Um, other fertilizers, but I have three roses that are only shooting up green spears. They're not wanting to bloom. I've cut them back, given them a lot of different fertilizers, and nothing's happening. They just want to shoot out spears. Is that? Do they have thorns on the stems? No, sir. They don't have thorns. No. And they're not. They're not. They're not any Gary shapes or. Distorted kind of shapes of leaves and stems. No, they just they just look like they're shooting out. I mean, they could be they could be a lady banksia for all I know, but they're just not. They bloomed once, and now they're just kind of a shrub that just has these little spears, and they're not blooming. Their blooms are not set. And what what varieties? They're hybrid teas. Oh, they're hybrid. They're all hybrid teas. Hybrid tea roses. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, well, we're we're asking that question because there's a lot of old-fashioned roses that don't only bloom 
in the spring or and so that that would not be unusual for them to do that. Now, they uh, are these and, Go ahead. Are these sprouts coming from the ground? No, sir. They're they're coming. Uh, they're not the grass are above ground. But they're just okay. they, they look it almost looks like it's really acting like a climbing rose and I know better because they all were purchased hybrid teas from your nursery. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. Well, Personally. how do I get them to bloom? <laughs> <laughs> Wait to fall? Wait to fall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, give them a all little. my other roses are blooming except those three. Yeah, right. But you're an exception because there's lots and lots of other roses that aren't blooming. Yeah, yeah right. I've got nothing blooming oh, there. Yeah, around the, around the city. Even some of the... A lot of the tough modern roses are are, are getting are waiting for a little cool down towards the end of the month. So I've so, been told, yeah. but I'm, I'm hand watering and taking really good motherly care of them. Yeah, well, you're uh, you're doing everything right then if they're all all blooming. Just <laughs> just next time those won't be your favorites to buy, I guess. No, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but see what happens though. They might be. If you give them a little time, they might they might be pretty exceptional. I mean, are all the all the bushes doing that, or just a few? No, I have about fifty to sixty roses. I have a rose garden, formal rose garden, and all the okay. three are blooming. These three are just not blooming. I just they just like I say, they just look like Lady Banksia. There's spears going out, and I keep cutting them back, thinking, okay, it's time for you to bloom. <laughs> and none of them. Now, granted, my blooms are tiny. They're not big and luscious like they should be. Right, but right. I, but I do have have roses in my bed. Well, you know, there's one thing you can do to get rid of those uh, three roses. Yeah, <laughs> shovel prunes. <laughs> <laughs> if you got if you got fifty others. <laughs> I've already yank them out, yank them out of there. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Enjoy your thanks, uh, thanks, right. Phyllis. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry we didn't have a better answer. Larry's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Larry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, okay. Guys, you got to hang on the line a sec there. We, we, we lost you or something that we did uh, with a thing. So call us right back, Larry. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Okay. Kevin, have you had any experience with Smilex, uh, Smilex Briar? Oh, gosh, yeah. The one, the vine. I don't know if you saw Neil Sperry's uh, question and answer. Uh, he had somebody write in and said, I have this nasty vine with thorns all over its stems and shiny green leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can I get rid of it? And he says, that's my Lex Briar. Uh, I, I have it in in the, in the ditch behind my house uh, under trees. You know, it's in shady area. And uh, he says just mow it or cut it off at the ground, and that'll eliminate almost all of it. I don't know about that or not. Well, I've, and, I've gotten to... Uh think more highly of it now that i have to put up with cat cat's claw yeah <laughs> yeah i'd rather have smilex than cat's claw dealing with it well but, but, cat's claw don't stick you does it 
It's yeah, it's sticky, <laughs> uh, but, but it doesn't make you bleed. Yeah, but, like smiling. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got Bud back on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Bud. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. How are y'all? Good. Thanks for calling back. What's going on? Um, I want to uh, ask, how do I start a new um, Malabar spinach from a cutting? All you have to do is root it, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but see, see my, my, my Malabar spinach, it's got one major, or maybe it's uh, got maybe two of them, uh, a major stalk, okay? And then there's a uh, kind of like a main branch that comes off of that stalk. Uh, I want to take one of those branches. I want to, I want to take a piece off of one of those branches. Okay, how long are the branches? Oh, well, they kind of curl around each other. Um, I'm going to say they're, 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 they're at least two feet. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how close they are to the ground, but if you, oh, it's in the pot. If you, if you got a long branch, uh, the best way to do it is just uh, 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 take a take, put the stem in the ground. In other words, snake it in and out of the ground at the base of the plant, and scratch it a little bit. And use a rooting hormone on it. Or I don't know. I never have rooted Malabar, but it looks like it'd be easy to root. So you you a understand what mine, he's saying? A friend of mine said her grandmother uh, did this off of one of her plants. <laughs> so I didn't get all the details on it, of course. But <laughs> uh, I, I thought one never might have done it in water. Yeah, you can do it. A lot of people root plants in water. But the way Jerry's, that's one of the easiest ways to do it if you got, especially, you know, you got nice raised bed soil. Yeah. And you can uh, water right there. And, and you've got long runners. Yeah. That reach the ground. You can leave it attached to the plant. Yeah. I suppose you could go ahead and cut cut a stem off there and just place it in a... <clears throat> Rooting hormone and put it in a uh, soil too. No. I don't keep it in the shade. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't think they're uh, hard. Uh, uh, nodes. That's that's the place right where there's a leaf coming off of it, right? Right. How many nodes do I need to stick into the dirt? Four. Four. Well, into the dirt. Uh, you mean you're gonna take a cutting and stick it yeah. in a container? Yeah, I'm going to cut it and put it in a container. One node, one node is not a good idea, right? I should put oh, it in no, two nodes. No. Yeah, two to four nodes. Okay. Hey, bud, we're going to try to do one more. Real quick, we're gonna, what's that? The leaf at those nodes, I should cut that leaf off and just have the node left, and that goes into the ground. Right, except the top leaf. All right, we're going to try to answer one more quick one, bud. Sorry about that. Larry's back on the line at 210-308-8867. Larry, we just got a, about a minute and a half. What's going on? Let's try to help you. Well, it's my, my plum tree. I've been holding out for the last 15 minutes, I guess. It'll, anyway, my bottom line is that uh, I've got a 10-year-old plum tree. It's been 
producing good plums for about eight years at Bethany. And this past winter, it got a little confused with all the freezes and no freezes between the blooms. Anyway, I noticed here about oh, oh, several weeks ago that that part of the tree, the west side of the tree, that limb, uh, it's all turned dead. The right side, right limb is just nice and green and it looks normal. Uh, look and see uh, where it joins the main trunk. If you see holes or sap coming out of there, it could be borers in there. It could also be a canker. Yeah, bacterial canker. Killing that tree. Now, it's it's not, uh, also could be wounded. They're notorious for getting wounded by the sun. Right. Hey, Sunburn. Larry, check it all out and call us next week. I'm so sorry, man. All right, 210. Well, we're Quit gonna, being sorry, Milton. I'm sorry. Well, we just we get all these calls You're toward the end of the show. To everybody. Folks need to call us sooner in the show. All right, back in a, uh, a week uh, with a good guest and an interesting book interview. I'm Milton Glick. This is the end. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.